0: You're now listening to Sanity at the Movies, Stargazing Edition. Wow. Hey, Jake. Hey, Nathan. What a day. What a day. A gala day for us. The day (laughs) we've been waiting for and building up to
1: this whole year.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we have. We've been building up to
2: it. We've spent so much time building up to this.
0: Turns out that we were not ascending stairs, we were on like a a Stairmaster or something like that. I don't know what the metaphor is. Uh, It's like a Christopher Nolan movie. We got to the top of Mount Everest and we realized it was actually just another level of... Inception. Of of reality. (laughs) Well, if that was a stupid metaphor, then don't blame me. (laughs) My brain is pretty fried from this thing that I just experienced which was of course star wars rise of skywalker jake and i both just saw it separate screenings and we are going to do like a big you know fully digested star wars rise of skywalker review some other time when it hits t- home video we'll do we'll do a, an episode that'll stand in the lineage of our other star wars episodes
2: right now this is hot take territory we've not even calibrated on it. no
0: we don't know what the other person i'm guessing jake's about to say you got Citizen Kane. You got Rise of Skywalker. You got Casablanca. Obviously, yeah. Two of them are good. <laughs> one of them. them's Casablanca. No. One of them's pretty the no, uh, <laughs> right good. Joke. What do you want to say? What do you want to say about this movie, Jake? What are your thoughts? What's your hot take? Or, or do you, what do you, what do you, how do you want to enter into that? Uh, first of all, spoilers. Maybe we should both say a sentence so that people can have a sentence and then they can turn it off if they haven't watched the, the darn thing yet.
2: Listen, if they haven't watched the thing and they're listening to a, to us mm-hmm. review, they really think that we're going to do a spoiler free review for them. Yeah, but maybe they're they like. not turn this on unless they don't care about spoilers or they've already watched it.
0: Well, you know, somebody's grandma might be listening to it. You know how grandmothers are always <laughs> listening to our podcast while they bake out apple pies and someone wanders th- through the room and they might think, uh, I wonder what those guys take is, but I uh, bet there's spoilers. I'm going to have to yank the headphones away from my grandma. This is a really plausible scenario that I've created here. Uh I'm a regular J.J. Abrams. I don't know that our reaction can be summed up in a sentence. I don't know that it can.
2: I don't even know that I could. I think I'm going to have to work my way there, to be honest, because I dropped my kids off at home. Mm -hmm. I picked up some Steak and Shake Mm -hmm. and came straight to the studio. Brain food. From the theater. Yeah, I know. And it's settling in right now Mm -hmm. in a disgusting way. Yep.
0: So Steak and Shake is settling or the movie? (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, listen, I will give, let me try a sentence for people. It was exactly what we thought it would be. We accurately predicted everything about it.
2: Except horcruxes.
0: Except horcruxes, but J.J. J. Abrams managed to, uh, what's the word? Uh, his, his his idea of a horcrux or his idea of a MacGuffin was underwhelming to say. Super. He had a dumber idea than the ideas that we pitched. Yeah, our ideas Significantly. were way better. His idea was really dumb. And we'll talk about that.
2: If you go back and listen to our predictions, which I haven't done, mm-hmm, yeah. but but I'm pretty sure my idea of what he was going to do from the beginning, our idea of, was
0: actually just better. Yeah. I mean, he basically hits all the same he beats, hits though, the same
2: beats in a worse
1: way. In a
0: worse way. Yeah. So we can't really say what we thought about this movie. It was decently disappointing, but... Whether we're ultimately kind of okay with it, whether we want to rubber stamp it and say, "Ah, well, it was fine for what it was," or whether we want to say, eh. "All
2: Star Wars movies kind of suck, and this one fits right into that lineage," and
0: or if we want to have JJ come to the top uh, uh, front of the class and wrap him across the knuckles with the old ruler and say, "Come on, dude, you could have, you know, this is a C effort, and you deserve you, an A." You know
2: what I want to say All right, here's my one yeah one sentence review: Vision, it matters. At the end of the day, you can say the movie was terrible because J.J. was terrible, mm-hmm. or the movie's terrible because Ryan Johnson's terrible, and J.J. did his best to desperately salvage the series. At the end of the day, a little bit of vision at the top goes a long, long way.
0: Mm-hmm. Joss Whedon knew that much when he made Age of Ultron, best part of the movie.
2: Yeah, vision. Yeah.
0: Grabs the hammer. Yep.
2: Yeah exactly what i meant yeah. yeah if they had just put, if just put had paul vision bettany
0: for paul bettany
2: in this film
0: would have been a little weird given that he played a gangster and a different part of the star wars verse but we're
2: resurrecting people all the time <laughs> yeah <now apparently>, so
0: <laughs> okay so spoilers from here on out although i want to continue pulling on this thread i think you're right one of the things that i thought about this movie is there's not a why to this story there's a what but what is this actually about? Why should I be interested in this? Nobody ever asked that fundamental question, except for George Lucas. And I don't know whether his ideas were good or bad, but he had some kind of wackadoodle vision for what these last three movies would have been. And he had a vision for the prequels as bad as they are. And we are famed prequel apologists. But what these movies end up ultimately lacking is like a, what What are we doing here? What is, yeah. What's
2: the story we're trying to tell? And why should we care? Abrams does an okay job of of establishing, hey, these are all friends here. Mm-hmm. And we like them. And we like them together. And we get to see them together for a while. And he managed to make C-3PO the glue. Which, which was,
0: was nice. It was sweet. Uh-huh. A nice nod to New Hope, where right. C-3PO actually to young kids who first experienced that movie felt like somebody important. At the end of the day, I think George Lucas, I don't know what he would say. Like, A New Hope is goal was to make a fun hero's journey by the time of return of the jedi that movie's all over the place and it's got teddy bears and it's got all these, a lot of discursive plot elements and shield generators and things you can complain about and lame emasculated hansel but it had become a father-son story you know if you're an adult or anyone with a more mature palate that's watching the movie that's the thing that you can latch on to that's what the movie's about it's about a father or a son facing his father and then then the prequels of course are about the fall into depravity of of a of a dude. Those are both simple, emotionally resonant hooks, done better, done worse in certain cases, but what Kathleen kind of it's like nobody ever thought to ask just what is the thing? What is the thing? What what
2: what part of this story still needs to be told? Right. I think they asked the question, how do we make a lot of money off of this property?
0: Well, like Rogue One, I think everybody agrees that's the most successful one, despite its many, many flaws. And part of the reason is that is a hook. That is a, a why. That is a how. That is a that is something to latch onto. Oh, these were the peons that died so that something cool could happen later on.
2: Yeah, and that was a really fun, interesting, compelling idea, and a lot of pretty well-tread ground. Just not in the Star Wars universe. Right. Like every every war movie, you know, it focuses in on. Not every war movie, but lots of lots and lots of war movies. Just focus in on that one battalion or that one group that had the one task to do that allowed this and that and the other thing and other dominoes to fall, mm-hmm. other things to fall into place. Like that's the movie they made. They made a World War II movie, and they had World War II movie nods and even the cinematography of mm-hmm. it. It was cool.
0: We all know the difference between a person in real real life who is boring or interesting, and the interest is the why. You, you've ever talked to somebody who's just like, I went to the store today and I bought some bread and we, they didn't have wheat bread so I had to get white bread and uh, then I decided, you know, I, I don't want bread actually. I'm going to get bagel. Who tells that story? And mm-hmm. you keep wondering, okay, when do we get to the point? Yeah. And these movies, for all their, you might be forgiven for not noticing it because there's so much going on and there's so much plot and there's so many double crosses and changes of heart and Places where they might even mechanically kind of wring a tear or two out of you, but at the end of the day, you can't really answer that question. What did we have to say about this universe, or about these characters, or about Ray, or about any of these people? I mean, is why Ryan Johnson's always going to have a cult of fans who think he's the true genius because he actually did have something to say. It was something that we disagreed with, and we thought was kind of stupid. Yeah, but he had a point of view. I mean, he he th- he had a point of view on Poe. He had a point of view on Han Solo. He thought they were both stupid yep that's a point of view that's something to say he wasn't allowed to be consistent in what he had to say and that's one of the tragic flaws of last jedi
2: i mean this movie really is working so desperately hard to erase ryan johnson
0: oh yeah that was so
2: and it's like nod after nod
0: after nod i saw a review early on just a headline that said this this movie is rude to ryan johnson and i thought okay well who cares about that but there actually were it actually, at the end of the day, to me, felt pretty cowardly. Like, as much as I don't like Ryan Johnson, as Lucasfilm, like Kathleen Kennedy, how dare you? You you don't just throw somebody under the bus That's like what, that. You need yeah, to own the mistakes shocked. of your underlings. I thought
2: that those were the the you know the hot takes of uh, of people who wanted to read between lines. But
0: no, this movie feels like it's sneering at Ryan Johnson every chance it can get, thumbing its nose.
2: I I mean, for goodness' sake, we are well into spoilers, right? Yeah, Force Ghost Luke. Shows up on October yep. yeah, when big one. Ray throws away her lightsaber and his, boom, his Force Ghost hand reaches out and catches it. And
0: then he says, No, that's no way to treat a lightsaber. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>,
2: it's, <laughs> it's like. A Jedi should be more careful with his lightsaber or with her lightsaber or something like
0: yeah, that. Yeah. A Jedi shouldn't give the middle finger to <laughs> <laughs> his previous filmmaker, I wouldn't think. <laughs> There's all kinds and of stuff Luke like that. And then Luke comes
2: out and she's like, But this whole other movie that
0: happened and looks like. No, I was no, wrong, my idiot friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> it was stupid. Was stupid. It was all dumb. <laughs> I mean, it just it, to me, it had the really, it really did have the bad taste of an employer who lets an, a, an employee get away with something, or a father who lets his son get away with something, and then he doesn't want to own the consequences. It's like you let Ryan Johnson made the, make the movie. Now you live with it. So right. even just the choices, like to give Rose five lines of dialogue, it's like that's not fair. You asked us to invest in Rose, and maybe people hated her. Maybe her part was stupid, but you did that. Now, try and make something of it. Don't just- Keep her on the crew or something. Yeah. Yeah. Do something with her, and there's all kinds of stuff like that.
2: Oh, but we just kept her with Leia.
0: No, you you wrote her out of the movie, basically. She had about as much time as uh, Charlie from, from Lost, <laughs> who weirdly appears in this universe. I guess that's what happens when Pipping. you go down when you- know <laughs> no, Mary. Mary, is it- I always forget which one that is. I always do, too. Boy, that was some distracting. Habit. I like to think this is actually part of the lost verse. that <laughs> He just found the little crevice of the island. That island could do anything at any time. He just found the crevice that takes you to uh, Star Wars universe? To the galaxy. I want to find long, that long, long island, man. Far yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's all connected. I mean, some of it was just kind of like, we need to fill in stuff to make it seem like we knew what we were doing. Like, Palpatine created Snoke. Like, that doesn't really give me any more information and or got these, like, make me feel any better about Palpatine the waste of Snoke. Palpatine body parts or whatever
2: in a test tube, in a, like a, there are at least a couple of Palpatine, or did I say Palpatine? I meant Snoke. Snoke, yeah. It's like Snoke heads and- Yeah, it's like, body the,
0: they're the failed Snokes. Yeah. Uh, which for my money, why didn't Palpatine they just like- they like
2: c- clones that are incubating or they're like-
0: uh, It's like he's been working on Snoke and here are some of the discarded yeah. Snokes before we got to the real Snoke, but- I think out. I think just find some dude and give him some money to be your supreme leader or something. Why do you have to create a science experiment? But it sure does make it feel like Snoke was something, or it attempts to at least. Hux is the spy. I thought was hilarious. Like yeah, you you predicted and that they, one.
2: And then they ki- well.
0: But yeah. you didn't predict how lame it would be.
2: <laughs> I did not predict how lame it would be. I did not predict that they would just straight up kill him off either.
0: Right. That that felt like another middle finger to Ryan Johnson. You destroyed this character. And so we're not even going to give the actor the any dignity. MOA, yeah. We're going to have him be the spy. And then we're going to have him say, but I'm not doing it because I'm good. I'm doing it because I'm bad. <laughs> and yep. we're going to shoot him in the chest.
2: <laughs> so that we can feel good about him dying.
0: Right. And that means we have to bring in a third guy to be like the new the bad, evil Nazi guy. Yep. dude. There's so much to talk about, but I want to talk about the MacGuffin because I thought the MacGuffin was so the wayfinder,
2: er- <laughs> the Sith wayfinder, <laughs> the
0: Sith wayfinder. First of all, sounds like something you'd buy at Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> Sith wayfinder now available for 19.99 <laughs> at your Target, General oh Stores, and the electronics. That was so stupid. Like that feels so first drafty. Like you're pitching it. You you've got your whiteboard. Ah, uh, there'll be a Sith, and it'll help you find the way. It'll we'll call it the Sith wayfinder. I oh, will come up with something better <laughs> later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like Planet Dracula, yeah yeah, exactly, <laughs> sorry, like the booketing, like the booketing, <laughs> sorry, yeah, <laughs> well, Planet Dracula hasn't made it off the whiteboard yet, folks, but <laughs> you just wait till the great podcast <laughs>
2: Those are Easter eggs for
0: people yeah, those are Easter eggs, but it really did just feel like no, the Sith wayfinder, no. ah, like the
2: Sith Wayfinder, huh.
0: It'd be like if I, I was trying to think what an analogy would be. It'd be like if the Lost Ark instead of the Lost Ark, it was just the Face Melter or the like. What? what let's take some other MacGuffins Speaking and reduce of face them to melter,
2: that. We've got a very clear Raiders reference.
0: Oh, and old Pappy's death. Yeah. <sighs> Poor Palpatine. He didn't get to be cool like I wanted him to be. I mean, he got to shoot some lightning and disable a fleet, but
2: that's pretty cool.
0: That was cool. I wanted that, him to pull out a lightsaber. I,
2: you know, it feels like. Yeah, him pulling out a lightsaber would have been awesome. Ian McDermott's the only person who understands how Star Wars is meant to be acted, yes. I think. Although, I'm going to give give some props to Adam Driver.
0: I thought he was great. I thought he was awesome. I thought he took some crap material and- And
2: really elevated it.
0: Managed to like-
2: He stole every scene that he was in. But Daisy Ridley didn't do a bad job either.
0: Well, it's just clear that- right or not not ryan johnson the opposite of ryan johnson jj abrams has affection for daisy ridley he discovered daisy ridley he likes her he knows what's good about her yeah. and so he's just he's just back to using her the way she should be used which is like he has her smile oh, he i has noticed her that a lot too. play vulnerable instead of play tough wherever she can he just lets her be girlish in the way that she was in the first one and it's pretty charming yeah and that's something that ryan johnson just threw in the garbage bin for whatever reason he just didn't want that ray it wasn't part of his story and she wasn't bad in that movie but she's she's good again here i think
2: ridley and driver and McDermott.
0: yeah they're all having fun they're I, all there to play they were great well uh, especially adam driver was so good that after Babu
2: freak he was fun
0: yeah he was good he was a good creature
1: yeah
2: best, adam... best creature shop yes we creation had... of the trilogy we
0: had an okay cantina-esque little thing there Um, And actually, the planet with the people in the sort of Indian-looking garb, the colorful people. They had
2: the babies and the kids.
0: A little bit of the old Lucas. We're going to actually spend a little time giving you some some world building. That's fine. But um, what I wanted to say about Adam Driver is he was so good that I actually invested in the movie for about five minutes. And it made me really regret. After he turned good, when he was like sneaking in and he had to fight those guys. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a... I mean, not to we don't have to talk about the feminism or anything, but I just felt like, oh, here's like a a cool guy yeah. that I would I could imagine myself yeah, being. I could I get know. excited about him doing I cool know. stuff. But
2: I sat there during the the five minutes we got to see Ben Solo. Mm-hmm. I sat there thinking, why in the world I want the Ben Solo trilogy? Did we not get the Ben Solo trilogy. The Ben Solo trilogy with Adam Driver would have been awesome. It would have been great. And he I was been... great casting for that. And when he became, when he put Kylo Ren down and became Ben Solo, it was just like, man. Yeah. This guy could have given you so much. This,
0: yeah. He did give you so much. He did. He did. But you put him in a hole and he managed to, literally, (laughs) climb his way out of it with some dignity. Oh my Um, goodness. But, they, the, what Palpatine does to him is what the directors kept and writers kept doing to him, which is let's throw him over the ledge
2: <laughs> and make him climb <laughs> and back make him, out. Make him
0: just by sheer force of will <laughs> climb out and Adam driver, both Adam and Ben are up to the challenge. <laughs> they asked him to do actually what he did to Ray. They asked him to do the material. He had to take all of his life force and put it into it and just about kill himself. But, and I really admired that for a second. I had like a hero, yeah. That right. I was kind of excited about. Yeah. And he literally got to do nothing. Yeah. But it was just like, oh, yeah, I remember when a Jedi would pull out his lightsaber and be doing stuff I mean, and I'd be about excited it. about he it. He
2: really did nothing. He got next to Rey. Mm-hmm. Then he got his life force sucked out of him by Palpatine. Mm-hmm. And he got thrown over a cliff. Yep. And then Rey manages to get up and zoop, zoop.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep.
2: And die. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Driver gets to come back and restore her life force with his and then disappear as a force ghost who doesn't show up strangely at the end before we can get in the back and forth of who's gonna give each other's life force up. No, you live. No, yeah. you live. No,
0: you live. And I got a little kiss. See, I, I, I knew that- Kiss like, and the smile. They, yeah, seeing him smile. Yeah, like, it was
1: like, like, oh, I like, like this we
2: guy. we not seen a smile from him yeah. the entire movie. Or the entire uh, trilogy, and then all of a sudden it's like, man, he's a charming guy.
0: I think he just bought two hours of my time because I think I'm going to watch that marriage story thing, which I don't want to watch because I know it's going to be depressing as heck and all about divorce and just yeah. like a miserable slog, but I have so much respect and affection for Adam Driver at this point. I've really point, not I kinda... watched
2: any other Adam Driver films, but yeah, I, I felt like,
0: you know what? Here's a guy that's worth... Watching on screen. Yeah, this is just a good actor. That's all there is to it. And a likable actor, actually. Yeah. And they really haven't done, you could really have just done something really special with him. With the Kylo Ren thing, I think, like, tell that story, make it good, make it the anti-Anakin. I mean, we're going to spend the rest of our lives pitching alternate versions of this, but or at least the foreseeable podcast future pitching alternate versions of this. But Kylo Ren, what he's asked to do is change and be redeemed for absolutely no reason. Leia. Yeah, Leia. Why didn't she send out the cosmic hug like... A long time ago. A couple of years ago, she could have saved everybody a lot of trouble.
2: Well, it was going to kill her.
0: Yeah, well, it was going to save the galaxy, so send the cosmic hug, Leia. Or just get on a ship and go give him a real hug. Anyway, Adam Driver actually pulls that off. He sort of makes you feel it. Sort of, because nobody could actually pull it off. But given the crummy material and the stick, not even stick figures, just the not written redemption scene that he has he makes it feel pretty plausible and likable so man maybe i'm i I actually didn't think i was going to talk myself into giving a full-on thumbs down to this movie
1: well
2: let's see if we can talk our way out of it let me try to talk our way out of it hey star wars movies are all kind of terrible nathan Yeah. and what you want is fun and lasers and laser swords yep and be honest, did you have any tears come at a certain point in this movie? At any point in this movie? Most twice, sure. Has that happened in any other Star Wars movie you've ever watched?
0: I mean, it's happened in Coke commercials. I'm an easy touch, but your point is granted.
2: Okay, so were the lightsaber battles cool? Yeah, they were pretty cool. Were the starship fights and the laser A lot shootouts? of eye candy. Okay, so it had a lot of eye candy. Did that give you fun worlds with people and new creatures and cool stuff like that.
0: I'm a little less old on that one, but sure. More than I would have gotten by staring at a wall at home. <laughs> <laughs> Did it give you
2: more emotion than most Star Wars films?
0: Um, I'd love to grant you as much devil's advocacy potency as possible, but I'm not sure whether that's true or not. Rogue One actually made me cry more than this. Um, uh, Skywalker Saga. Oh... I don't know that it barreled me back to the kind of uh, on the edge of my seat that I had when I was a kid and Han Solo was going into carbonite or Luke was Vader's father. Uh, strike that, reverse it.
2: Um, <laughs> but you're not a kid.
0: I'm not a kid. As an adult, you know, I mean, it made it had more emotion in it than The Last Jedi, that's for sure. Of the three, it's probably the most emotional.
2: Okay, so they made a movie that brought it all to an end. It was fun.
0: It was, I
2: don't quite want to say fast paced. I want to say fast. Mm -hmm. The pacing and the fastness are kind of two different (laughs) creatures that maybe we should talk about. It had
0: a lot of things happening.
2: Had a lot of things happening. A lot of those things were fun and eye candy-ish and heart fun. We had our, you know, Finn's going to be Bilbo, or not Bilbo, Samwise Mm Gamgee. Of course you are and I'm coming with you, you know. I have to go alone, Sam. Of course you are, and I'm coming with you, you know. And what, what, what was the Finn thing? I have to go alone. Yeah, alone
1: with well, friends. I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay.
0: So let me ask you this, because I think a lot of people are probably going to say this. People will either say, like, the really crummy, snotty uh, nerds will say, "See, actually, the Last Jedi, pretty cool, right?" You thought it was dumb when they did all that stuff, but actually it's more interesting when they're interesting, isn't it? So there's going to be that. But then people that are uh, honest enough to persist in hating The Last Jedi will say, well, The Last Jedi sucked, so J.J. Abrams did what he could with the material that he was handed, and actually, don't you think this movie would, if there was a second chapter that filled in those relationships and made you set everything up better, don't you think this exact same movie would work pretty well?
2: Okay, So here's what I say to all three of those things. One, what I said at the beginning, vision people, it matters before you start a project. Two, so I don't let anybody off the hook because we've got billions of dollars that are going to be invested in this thing. We're going to ask for people to invest five years of their lives in these projects.
0: I think that billions of dollars is actually a really good point to make. This is a corporate investment if we were talking if we were a stock company or i don't know what other kinds of companies but if we were building a product we'd put a lot more thought into you know if we're car manufacturers we have a vision for what the car is and we sell that to our stock uh holders yeah we've
2: got to get people to to invest in it and to be sold on every aspect that we have to tell people what's cool about it everything has to work together and well
0: we don't say oh people like jeeps so we could probably build a good jeep you know, let's just get started. The next three models will be great.
2: Now you build the frame and then you slap on the, you throw in an engine and then you guys got the finish and you know, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. We'll just sort of like, it'll be cool when it's done, I bet, probably. Okay, so that's my-
0: that's, that's a fair point.
2: Okay, so two, no, I don't appreciate The Last Jedi. It was a terrible movie and a deconstruction of everything. And they boxed him into a corner and no, I don't have to uh, cut Rise of Skywalker slack because of that. Because one, Last Jedi should have never happened the way it happened. They're responsible for letting it happen that way. And two, there is always a way out. There's always a Wars way Star Wars has out. taught
0: us nothing else, you may think there's a shield generator or there's a giant fleet or-
2: There's always a way out. You don't, you d- he did not have to do it the way that he did it. There was gonna be a way out. I'm sorry that they weren't creative enough to come up with the solution. That's what their billions of dollars are for. I've
0: got an easy solution that makes a billion more dollars. Literally, it makes a billion more dollars. Last Jedi stunk. We have to do, lay the groundwork for part three that we failed to lay. So let's do two more movies. Yeah, that was my- Let's do another middle chapter to set everything up good, or, or well, I should say. And then- Then let's do the big finale and let's make a billion more dollars that way.
2: Exactly. I was thinking this, I've been thinking this uh, same thing the whole time. We said it's a trilogy. Johnson screwed it up. We pivot. We make four movies. We make three movies with a short run Disney Plus series in the middle that Mm -hmm. fills in the gaps and sets the stage for part three.
0: We have all the money and all the resources and we can do whatever we want. We do
2: a, we want to maintain that
0: it's a trilogy
2: okay, we do a Star Wars story Mm. like Rogue One or Solo and we find another way in. Like there are so many ways. If if you want to accept that you cannot solve all these problems in one movie, which still I don't think you have to accept. I think there was a way to do it in
0: one movie. I'm not sure what the way it was. But let's just say you wanted to make it easy on yourself. But
2: if you wanted to make it
0: easy on yourself, And make more money. And make make more money in the process. Keep reiterating this. Just make
2: an extra movie. Or or make another Disney Plus series or whatever. And this is a- And and kick Skywalker down the line. Who cares? People will be upset for a year, two years. Maybe they'll be upset. Except that maybe you're giving them extra content. Except that when it's done and it really pays off and you've really built a, a great story. Like, you win in the end.
0: And you continue making money off of it. You have to build these things with an eye to the legacy, actually, because I you, mean, you can make a billion dollars on a release when it comes out. People will about see it.
2: with an eye to a legacy. I mean, how stupid. I texted you a screenshot of Disney Plus's ad mm-hmm. to me yesterday. And it's like, Marvel, and there's Captain America, and Nat Geo, and there's Jeff Goldblum, yep. and Star Wars, and there's...
0: Darth Vader.
2: Darth Vader! He doesn't show up. No. No it at all. No, it doesn't. We get a cameo line from James Earl Jones, but it's Palpatine speaking in the third movie of of this trilogy and we get some breathing noises in a Force vision in the first movie and we get a little Vader mask that's it's just like, you know, we were talking in our last Jedi episode or whenever, I don't know when or where we were talking about this. Maybe we weren't talking on mic. I don't know about how all the, all the Darth Vader stuff on sale at Walmart. And Nathan was like, I'm holding out hope. If they're selling the Vader stuff at Walmart, it's because Vader's maybe gonna be in the movie. You know what? There's a, I know why they were selling Vader stuff at Walmart. Vader sells. He will still, always sell. He still sells. Yeah. He's what they pick to put on the cover of Star Wars to sell Disney Plus. Walmart still stocks in their front and center Rise of Skywalker displays. They've got some Ray lightsabers and they've got some other And then they've got the Darth Vader stuff everywhere. It's like-
0: When they release the nine film or 12 film box set, it will have a big picture of Darth Vader on the front of it because he is the face of Star Wars for everybody.
2: And this new trilogy is just like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, that was a thing. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Let's get Hayden Christensen to, to show up and say, bring balance to the fourth at force Ray as I once did or whatever it was oh his stupid man. line was. I mean.
0: And now how many cameos did we get? Did we get some of your kids' cartoon characters Yeah, there? but they,
2: yeah, if you watch the credits. Was so, Ahsoka in there? Ahsoka was in there, but my kids didn't recognize her. Right. Well, why would they? It was, it was all, just all, all like all whispery, and... you know, voices and, you know, layered on top of each other. And I thought for sure. They have the perfect setup to throw some fans. Throw a bone to the kids. You know, make this great big scary movie with people's faces melting off. Mm. Throw a bone to the kids. Don't make them read the credits to see that Ahsoka was in there.
0: Well, I mean, when when the the rebel fleet or whatever showed up at the end, it felt like if the portal scene in Avengers happened and then a bunch of random Wakandans walked through. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here's the perfect setup for all our favorite random people that will make us clap. To come out of the portals. You can go back and you watch that portal scene. And, or if you don't want to do
2: that, click on portals in Spotify Mm -hmm. and listen to the soundtrack. And then listen to how many times What's His Face has to give a fake ending.
0: Because more people are watching. Extend
2: that soundtrack because there's just going to be, they're just going to like take all the time in the world to give you every single person you care about popping through those portals and put, give them all enough face time. And you don't care that in real life, if this was a real thing that's happening, Thanos is like, concentrate all fire on the portals. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, they don't get to come out and strike a heroic pose one at a time. That doesn't matter because emotionally, what you want to happen is you want to see your guys. And it doesn't matter if you guys are the Guardians or Spider-Man
0: or the Wakandans or, They're gonna make sure no one in the audience is shortchanged.
2: That's right. Everybody there is going to get something from the characters they have loved most and invested most in. You had that exact opportunity in that moment. They have a show right now, Star Wars Resistance. It is leading up to this battle. Like it's in a season, it's in its final season and it's leading up to this battle.
0: You're not gonna have those guys show up?
2: We couldn't pick out any of them. And I had talked to the kids before and I was like, look, you know, this, this will be really cool if you can like spot the Colossus or Kaz's ship or somebody Mm -hmm. else's ship from, you know, one of the ace pilots from Resistance because, you know, they're all leading up towards this. Mm -hmm. They're going to obviously be one of the ones that would be called in, you know, or that are going to show up to fight. And nope. I mean... Let's have old Mando and Baby might.
0: Yoda come out and make a billion extra dollars for I know, us. Right? Let's be crassly commercial here and just give the people what they really want.
2: Yeah, you have the Mandalorian ship show up,
0: a hundred-year-old Baby Yoda, yeah, teenage Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> How many people have done the dumb like YouTube video ver- where they put Baby Yoda into like? Braveheart and the portal scene. <laughs> yeah, it's like exactly. Everybody wants to put Baby Yoda into everything, and in the one place where you have the perfect excuse <laughs> to put Baby Yoda in does it make sense? Is it good storytelling? No, but would it just? Would I cheer? Would I stand up and cheer? Yes. <laughs> now, if you were a,
2: if you were a studio head in the Mandalorian, I'm sorry, there's a, Star Wars guys. This is the way, mm-hmm. and the way is the Mandalorian. You can't really remove the stakes of that show no you shouldn't you shouldn't remove the stakes from that show so you can't actually have baby yoda appear but that's only because that show is now your flagship Mm -hmm. that show is now the only thing that's cool in the star wars universe your new trilogy nope and so it would be throwing good money after bad to throw your stakes into
0: i think you could almost get away with it because then everybody would just be like well how did baby yoda get from Here to the you could do it in such a way that it actually asked the question but yes i understand why they didn't do that still let's i mean mean, give the people ahsoka i i don't know ahsoka that well but everybody loves ahsoka you know
2: everybody loves ahsoka i was talking to the kids again beforehand saying hey you know there are some things okay this is the last of these movies some fun things to look out for look out for the ships listen for the call signs that you know Look out for the ships, the ghost, which they, the ghosts, they made fairly obvious in one or two places. Mm-hmm. Listen for call signs. We know from some of the cartoon shows, you know, the Phoenix Squadron is our rebels and they have their, their call signs are Spectre 1, Spectre 2, but some of that would have been cool. I know they're really old and they're all dead by now or whatever, but who cares? Give the kids something, mm-hmm. right? And then when the fo- force ghosts show up, you may see somebody that you know you may hear somebody that you know. Listen and see if you can hear somebody that you know and love. You know, you might hear Ahsoka, you might hear Kanan, you might hear Ezra, you might hear Qui-Gon or Mace Windu or whoever else characters are less invested in, but still.
0: And it turns out you can go back and realize that you heard all of those, but what good is fan service if you have to work for it? Exactly. You know, like conceptually, this sounds like, seems like it would have been really cool, but they didn't actually give me anything that felt cool. No, in the you moment.
2: could you could pick out Mace Windu because Samuel L Jackson is that distinctive and you can pick out Yoda. Once you start layering in different men's voices, you can barely know that that's a Obi-Wan or Anakin.
0: Yeah, I mean I really wasn't actually sure coming out of the theater whether Anakin was in there or not. I mean, I knew that there was a young man kind of voice, but I mean, to me it's it's such a swing and a miss. It's like doing an Indiana Jones movie and the whip scene is off-screen. And then you're told how cool of a whip scene it would have been or something like that. I I don't even know what the analogy is, but it's just, it's such a missed opportunity. And it negates the lesson of the Vader scene in Rogue One, which is give us a nice, juicy piece of fan service at the end and we will forgive you an awful lot, actually.
2: But Nathan, Kylo Ren force-struck the guy and threw him on the ceiling. So? And the lightsaber fights were cool.
0: You never told me why I needed to care about Kylo Ren or the lightsaber fights. Actually, Because light- it's
2: Star Wars and lightsaber fights are cool. And
0: I came of age with the prequels and those had really cool lightsaber fights. And apparently we're not allowed to do fun, cool lightsaber fights anymore. It all just has to be people hacking at each other with like with battle swords. Broad swords. <laughs> yeah, with broad swords. I- I mean, Ray does some flips, and she's she's uh, she's they more do, super They do charged. some super jumps. Yeah, she does some super jumps, and I was glad to see that the the fight on the Death Star that's in all the posters and everything is 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 cool. You don't get anything that I think is going to join like the top five Star Wars lightsaber fights. I mean, we we can be nerdy enough to just do the math right now, right? Darth Can't, Maul.
2: I'm, I'm sorry. Bookmark this thought. Kylo Ren's last words.
0: All right, Kylo Ren's last words bookmarked. Five, five best lightsaber fights, go. Darth Maul.
2: That's number one.
0: That's number one. I'm going to put Sidious and Yoda in there because I love that Sidious
2: scene. Sidious and Yoda is great. You know, even with Christopher Lee looking dumb, that was an awesome... When Yoda comes and fights... Oh, sure, yeah, of course. After Count Dooku has whooped both Anakin and Obi-Wan.
0: Mm-hmm. So we got two to go.
2: I mean, there's Grievous and Obi-Wan, and then there's also Anakin and Dooku where he lops off his head.
0: Yeah, that's a cool little fight. And you could put the... I'm kind of tempted to put Palpatine's office in there. Not with Samuel L. Jackson so much, but when we Palpatine just, just like, pushes, destroys, just, destroys three or four Jedi Kate there.
2: pisto and a couple other guys. Yeah, right that's yeah. great.
0: That's the kind of superpower I want to see in a Star Wars movie. Some of the best lightsaber
2: fights are in the animated stuff. Well, we've got two
0: slots, so let's put Darth Maul and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's final battle. I don't battle. think we can keep that off.
2: Yep. And I'm going to put, I mean, there are so many, so many good ones, but I really like seeing Sidious fight. Mm-hmm. And I thought Sidious's battle with Maul and Savage Oppress was pretty cool.
0: Yep, I've seen that scene on YouTube multiple times, and it is an awesome scene. And that's the Sidious that I wanted to see this time. If he just pulled out a lightsaber and fought Ray, I would have been so much more excited about that than lightning Like you're going to have, you're going to bring Ian McDermott back and then you're going to have him literally hooked up to a life support machine and kind of the only element of Sidious he's allowed to play is the ghost demon element. He he gets to cackle a little bit, but I really think Ian McDermott just did a good job in those prequels and developed a character. And I like that character. And this wasn't a sequel to that character. It was a sequel to the guy from Return of the Jedi and only the most striking aspects of him
2: and now we've got this like we have all this like transferring of life force yeah stuff that we've introduced into this universe the force heal is actually a transference of life force mm-hmm. and i haven't given it much can, thought but you i can bet get there's, it, you can suck it you can take it you can and resurrection is a thing
0: that probably creates all kinds of plot Which, by the it way so the dumbest JJ J. Abrams, like, we apologize for something dumb that Ryan Johnson did. The, the most blatant, besides Luke catching the lightsaber, there was the, they they threw in a random line like, well, we could just pull a holdo thing.
2: <laughs> that was one in a million. Yeah, that
0: was actually really hard and you can't usually do that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for explaining it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that's... solves a lot of problems there. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was special. But you want to talk about Kylo Ren's last words, which I can't say I necessarily remember what they were. I think they were Al. Like as he got, thrown like Wile e. Coyote over the cliff? No. I don't
2: think. So I think he shows up, right? And he, you remember how you go down this like mystical elevator shaft or whatever yep. on a platform?
0: Past the creepy statues.
2: Pat, uh, yeah. So Ray had already done that. So he like has to jump all the way down there and he like lands on a statue or mm-hmm. on a chain or something like that. And he says, ow. I don't know that. He, does he say another word?
0: Uh, he probably says like, Ray! or.
2: I think they just show up They finish their little circle duel. Mm -hmm. And then Palpatine is like a diode in the force, a new deus ex machina where Mm -hmm. I can come back. Another thing, diode in the force. Yes, uh, it's been (laughs) centuries since this has happened. We've never heard of it before. We just, we're making up words. Well, that's the other thing about this movie is now, I can, that means I can suck your life force and be f- fully restored to my full powers. And
0: George Lucas, for all his faults, and there are many, like midi-chlorians is the perfect example, bad example of what I'm talking about. He likes to fill, out, fill in the lore, sometimes in stupid yeah. ways, but there are ways that enable other people to do more with the material. This movie does not feel like it was written by a sci-fi or fantasy fan with any real interest in the mechanics, in all the stuff that kids and nerds like to argue about. It's like it's like the on maneuver. We wanna know why you can't usually do that and why yeah. she could do it in that one case. Now, of course, it's all nonsense, but it's fun nonsense. That's the, yeah, jo- that's it, the joy that's of it. That's what you
2: leave to the nerds to figure out. Like,
0: But simply having a character say, oh, well, you can't actually do it all the time. That's not as much fun as saying, oh, well, we don't have the hyper. Actually.
2: Mm, <laughs> Well, there are hyper lanes, and there are hyper things, and the things, and the whatever, and they happen to be in the perfect hyper lane position, which would never. And it was because they were chasing them, and they weren't paying it whatever. You know, yeah. some nerd is going to fill that out in a book somewhere. But right? I think
0: it should be in the movie, even if it's a few seconds. And George Lucas always gave you more lore. He always gave you more of the spiritual lore. You felt like you well, knew you more about don't the Jedi. Touch and Touch it in
2: the movie, or you put in the full dorky explanation in the movie,
0: right? And it feels important at the time, whether it makes any sense or not, you know, you just Yoda giving a little speech about what the force is. It's like, it doesn't really add up to much, but you feel like you've been taught something. And, and this movie, you don't actually, even though we see like the Sith planet and everything, you don't get the fun of knowing like, what were the Sith up to? Who are the Sith? Like what makes them tick? What's interesting about them? Guys, what are the legends? Like Darth Pelagius the Wise. Malachor
2: is way cooler than Exegol, or however you say that. Like, Exegol
0: sucked.
2: Malachor is a Sith planet with a massive Sith temple, and it is so cool and fun and scary and neat. And there, and there are other places like that in the in the Star Wars universe, and in the and in you know Rebels or or whatever. And they're creepy and weird and cool and fun. Honestly, Exigil felt pretty too. Emotional. Really perfunctory. Pretty two dimensional compared to that, and all these like, where did all these, where did this cult come from?
0: Who are these people? Yeah, like me and my friend were joking that we should have seen, they should have put Jar Jar in there. He should have just been (laughs) Misa in his in his cloak, just in. Uh, But I think this is that would this would actually be my answer to your devil's advocacy earlier. You said like, actually, all Star Wars movies suck. Yeah, on some basic plot level, they do, but. This. The devil's in the details and old Star Wars and prequel Star Wars and some of new Star Wars, certainly the TV show Star Wars. It's really just all about neat stuff and neat lore and neat this and neat that. And there's a cool creature who has human behavior. And J.J. Abrams, of all the Star Wars filmmakers, I think is one of the worst at slowing down enough to let you take it in. That We go to like 50 planets in this thing and they're not even named and they don't have a lot of personality. We were just complaining about it with the Sith. You don't learn anything more about the Sith. You know, I want to hear the legend of Darth Plagueis the Wise. I don't want, I just don't just want Palpatine to reiterate that there's many things that, uh, what's his Uh, unnatural? Yeah, Yeah, the Sith can lead to many powers, some of them unnatural. I want him to tell us about his unnatural thing because that triggers my imagination and then I can continue thinking about it and having fun with it for the rest of my life. But this movie just doesn't give you anything to really feed your imagination. Return of the Jedi, stupid plot, stupid everything. But Jabba's palace, the little creatures, there's just so much going on there. I know we've made this point a million times in talking about Star Wars, but I think J.J. Abrams is the worst at giving you those things. And I think that's a lot of what's missing from this movie. If it just doesn't feel rich, if it feels like the other movies are just as two-dimensional, but they don't feel as two-dimensional.
2: You know, if if you try to go back and figure out what does this movie give you, what it gives you is it gives you the ability for Poe Dameron and Zori Bliss to show up in The Mandalorian as Spice Runners.
0: <laughs> I'm going to leave this full pause in. <laughs> Jake tries to think what else it gives you.
2: I mean, just in terms of like, if you're like, a, yeah, well, I know it's insanely bad. If you think of all of the space that Lucas left to go back and fill in details and mm-hmm. tell a fuller story or tell a side story. I guess it could give you the ability to go and show you what Wedge has been doing. Yay! Like Wedge is the only person that showed up to the fight that they gave a screen cameo to. It's that say. the old
0: man that got a few lines. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I didn't recognize him. Honestly, I was, it was just Wedge. like, I, I saw. I was, I, had, I was like, oh, that's an old man. He's obviously somebody that I'm supposed to be excited to see, but I have no idea who that's. Is.
2: That is Luke's old buddy.
0: Yeah, I remember Wedge from the originals. I just didn't recognize him. <laughs> I
2: mean, like, and. Dio was a cute abused little droid yeah. he was skittish and Babu Freak was cool
0: yeah what's Ray gonna do after she stands before the twin sunset oh boy who cares like why what What does it matter
2: what does her gold lightsaber mean What's balance oh okay
0: yeah great all the Jedi live in her I guess white is the color that combines all the colors or no that's black
2: There's white is the presence of all colors black is the absence of all colors yep, you're right. but hers was gold it wasn't white
0: Okay. Well, whatever. It's a, it's a different lightsaber.
2: So Katanos is white huh? after she leaves the Jedi order.
0: See, that's the kind of fun stuff that no one will be saying about this movie. Yeah. I don't know. I just, uh, there were, so there were guys sitting behind me. These nerds uh, sounded like Walter and Gary from our from sound of sketches. People know those characters. And the guy just kept making snide comments the whole time. Like, Oh, well, Palpatine shooting lightning. You know, he was just saying that the whole time. Oh my. and it made me want to like the movie despite this guy because he was just being dumb it, like his whole criticism of the movie and a lot of the criticisms that it's i think like we'll the guy see.
2: i saw that sat in front of me during in game who kept saying called it called it yeah called it called it
0: okay everybody called it you guy guy you're not you're not clever you're not smart Yeah,
2: like he called he called uh oh my favorite one was when uh sam Like, he was, like, making his predictions in the movie. So Sam crackles over the radio and says, on your left. And he's like, Sam's going to come out of a Doctor Strange portal. And then he does. And he's like, called it. It's like, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) How stupid do you have to be, like, to think that that was,
0: that (laughs) that you were
2: that smart? Like, um, but yeah, so Um, these guys.
0: Yeah, these guys were just making those kinds of criticisms. And to me, those are the wrong criticisms you don't just and i'm sure we some of what we've said could be accused of this over all of our star wars reviews but what you don't want to do is do what i think these guys were doing which is oh pepperonis on the pizza and it's like dude you're in a pizzeria you ordered pizza what on earth did you expect this is a star wars movie oh good versus evil again Yeah. (laughs) Oh, the bad guy died? Really? (laughs) Really, Star Wars?
2: (laughs) Oh, Palpatine pulled his signature move
0: out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Palpatine shot lightning? Really? (laughs) Oh, Poe Dameron in another spaceship?
2: (laughs) How does he keep getting all these TIE fighters, I wonder?
0: Oh, the heroes mostly survived and the bad guys died? Really original.
2: Oh, now one thing that they could have rolled their eyes about is restoring C-3PO's memory.
0: This movie was... Short no stakes of, short of ben solo who we all knew wasn't gonna make it no per-
2: stakes no consequences no
0: stakes no consequences none of our heroes had to die very much the harry potter mold and that well jk rowling was at least smart enough to kill a bunch of likable side, side characters, characters which gives her we ending couldn't even some lose weight
2: finn and, or lando yeah we couldn't even or lose Chewbacca, lando lando or-
0: admiral akbar is about the closest we've come in this saga to losing somebody that we're like ah. Thank you, Ryan Johnson, for your courage. Yeah, thank you, Ryan Johnson. Uh, well, so those guys that were but sitting behind Nathan,
2: Leia in this movie, and Luke in the last movie.
0: Yeah, unlikable, homeless man with blue milk sloshed on his beard died. That was a real tragedy. Uh, oh, my goodness. And Luke and Leia were the worst, worst, worst part. So Mark Hamill shows up. He's wearing a bad wig, even worse than last time. It's so bad. It's so bad. And he's still. It, Maybe he's to put his on credit, another 30 pounds. He's put on another 30 pounds. He's still kind of trying to play the Ryan Johnson like snarky Luke. He's trying to kind of make it all work or is, or JJ Abrams is or somebody. Somebody's
2: he, trying to balance the force there. Like yeah. It doesn't <laughs> work. Yes. He does not have the chops, guys.
0: No, he's just not a good actor. And then Carrie poor Carrie Fisher, they had like nine lines of dialogue from random cut scenes and you can just feel the mad lib of it all you can feel oh, them man. writing dialogue that the other characters can say it takes you out of it like why did they yeah it's really it's just kind of embarrassing they could have started with a funeral scene for her that we never saw and we would have felt more emotion i think i would have at least i would have yeah it was just i don't know what they were asked to invest in her as kind of a, a jedi master which we always knew they were going to do but it doesn't work it's not who carrie fisher was it's not who she is. It's not who Leia, as portrayed in these movies, has been. She's just not Master Leia. She 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 never will be. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, it was super awkward when Ray called her master.
0: That was very awkward.
2: All the Carrie Fisher scenes because they were and I know they were are expecting us all to cut them a bunch of slack, but you know, you can either find a way to do it well. Or, don't or do just it. don't do it.
0: Well, that's what I wanted to say to the guys behind me. Because I feel like those guys are kind of the enablers of Ryan Johnson. They're like, oh, pepperoni on a pizza? And then Ryan Johnson's like, it's not a pizza, it's a hot dog. <laughs> they're like, thanks. Because and pizza's stupid. I'm like, but I'm in a pizzeria, you idiot. I paid for pizza. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me a hot dog. <laughs> that's not clever. <laughs> that's just mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... What they should what 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 good genre should do is it has to do what am I trying to say it has to do the inevitable in an unexpected way that's the trick and it, pizza is a pretty good analogy actually like you go to a pizzeria you know exactly what you're gonna eat you know how it's gonna taste you just are worried about the grace notes you're worried about it tasting a little bit different what's their or fresh take or on, inter- on the same old the boring pepperoni thing.
2: pizza everybody does the pepperoni pizza what's this restaurant is it their crust is super thin and crispy like matzah or is it like thick deep dish or is it like the seasonings on the crust or is it like seasonings in the sauce or what is it that makes this pepperoni pizza different if we're at a pizzeria or for goodness sake we're we're ordering pizza well you know i want papa john's because they're gonna throw in some garlic butter Mm -hmm. to cover the fact that this is cheap yeah. Delivery pizza. Oh, Domino's they're gonna overseason Pizza head, Oh, they've got a you know, their pan pizzas kind of their thing.
0: Like And so if somebody wants to like The Last Jedi because they actually just like hot dogs and they don't like pizza, that's fine. But don't I, go to the pizza parlor. Yeah, man. I don't know why you have to be at the pizza parlor. Don't and, go to the pizza And don't parlor judge me for and wanting pizza. about the
2: menu being full of pizza.
0: Right. But then Rise of Skywalker has the opposite problem where he's like you guys like pizza, right? Because I've got some Tony's pizza or some some Red Baron. You know, I mean, he's just got like, it's not a hot dog. <laughs> it's Totino's. It's like, yeah, that's basically it. And but then, and then but then these nerds sitting behind me are criticizing it like pepperoni. Really? It's like, no, that's not the criticism. The criticism is that it's bad pepperoni, and you need to understand if you're yep. going to be a savvy intelligent wise filmmaker and connoisseur of the arts and all that you need to understand the difference and you need to not criticize the movie for having pepperoni you need to realize it's a genre piece and then you need to decide whether it's a well-done genre piece or a poorly done genre piece the problem with ryan johnson and abrams are that they are kind of the extremes of the, they really are like abrams is like it's a genre piece uh this is what genre pieces i don't know do. guys
2: put on more cheese yeah
0: <laughs> just keep putting
2: them mo- Everybody always wishes there was more cheese. Everybody wants the extra cheese. Just keep Yeah. Instead of pepperoni, what if
0: it was double pepperoni? <laughs> <I> know, exactly.
2: <laughs> let's make it triple pepperoni with triple extra cheese. And let's just like layer it. So, fresh bed of cheese and a whole bed of pepperoni, and then another layer of cheese, and then another layer right. of pepperoni. And we're, let's just see how high we can make that stack because why not? That's what people
0: want, right? We actually just want good pizza, JJ. Like, just, is just, it turkey pepperoni or is it like pig pepperoni? Because we like pig pepperoni a little bit better. And if you can find some spices that are unusual, you know, if you can make it, make it
1: your own.
0: Like, what do you? What do you like on
1: pizza? Let me JJ? come
0: away saying, JJ
2: Abrams makes a really nice, interesting pizza that's satisfying in its own way.
0: All right. As opposed to what I'm forced to say, which is well i guess he successfully took some dough and put some all the
2: ingredients and, were there man yeah and at least it wasn't a hot dog like last time <laughs> i mean this now is kind of run this analogy into the ground yet <laughs> it's,
0: i think it's a good analogy i think it gets at a lot of what the way i think about this at least you know you're watching thor ragnarok and it's like well this is a thor movie but it's a really this is a funky pizza you know they yeah. he put some uh what uh, what are those hawaiian things called uh pineapple yeah put some pineapple on the pizza that's fun i, I haven't had pineapple pine- belongs on the pizza <laughs> <laughs> some people like it some people don't but this is just a fun you know i was expecting regular pepperoni pizza and i got pineapple pizza you know you can't put pineapple on star wars at least what's their faces tried uh the solo guys yeah but and they got fired and they got fired and, and maybe kathleen kennedy is just like let's just make sure it's pizza but the weird thing is she let Ryan Johnson she's let exactly one person be an auteur and make his own kind of pizza and he it Wrong was, it was guy. the idiot that was just gonna be like, you know what? Actually it's a hot dog. How much of all
2: of this changes if they let Lord and Miller
0: Just like do the trilogy? Just
2: well if they no, if they let Lord and Miller have their way with Solo.
0: A lot, probably.
2: How uptight are the executives? What what's their understanding of what people want and will respond to? If Lord and Miller are just allowed to make their solo, I think everything is different.
0: Yeah, you know the counter argument though, or the, or the way you can't paint with too broad a, broad a brush, I guess, because it feels like probably reading between the lines, a lot of what we like about Rogue One was Studio. the, the cigar chomping executive saying, "eh, let's give him Darth Vader, and eh, let's let's make sure there's some some hooks for people to like these characters." Make Donnie Yen. Say the thing, you know, a lot of that feels like the auteur in that case just made Jared, his war Gareth movie Edwards, yeah. and they were like, uh, well, it can't just
1: be it a war movie. It actually
2: needs to feel like a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I think we appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't, you know, Gareth Edwards did Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Lord Miller did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and the Lego movie. and yeah,
0: Both of which are qu- some of the most quality children's films. Those, those two right there. The quality
2: children's films, of decades, respectful probably. of the properties and the stories that they're telling, even when they're deconstructing the stories they're telling no Spider-Man fan, whether you're a fan of any of the properties that they pulled into the Spider-Verse feels like, man, they just don't get Spider-Man. No,
0: they feel if what you feel is like, everybody oh, feels rewarded. You love Spider-Man. And not only do you love Spider-Man, you love me for loving Spider-Man. Thank you for yeah. rewarding me for my investment in Spider-Man. And I think it all comes back to vision. What you need is some an executive, a CEO at the top, a Kathleen Kennedy person who says, okay, Lord and Miller, I know you, how far you guys are capable of deconstructing things. Here's the big picture of what we're trying to do. Here's how far you can go. And somebody that can just make smart decisions about that and then let creative people off the hook within some rules, you know? I mean, there's yeah. it's, it's always a balance.
2: What they really should have done. I mean, not that I guess they could have known this, but. What they've done is they've made five m- movies in one TV show to figure out that actually what they should have done is just paired John Favreau and Dave Filoni and let them figure out what the Star Wars, the new era of Star Wars things should be.
0: Well, here's hoping that they actually figured that out and Kathleen Kennedy can count her money in one of her several, you know, French chateaus or whatever, and those guys can just do it and everybody can be happy. That would be good. Here's hoping there's a future where we actually care about this stuff.
2: There is nothing to care about except for that.
0: Nope, there really isn't. Oh, by the way, before I forget, because it just popped into my head.
2: That and the cl- return of Clone Wars. And the
0: re- well, the thing that I'm absolutely most excited about in the Star Wars universe is the Obi-Wan show. Oh, yeah. Character that we care about, format that they seem to know what they're doing in. They figured it
2: out, and they let Favreau... And Felony run a template, and they got her in to direct a couple, two of the best episodes mm-hmm. of the first season. And now she, Deborah Chow is that her name? Yeah, I think so. Chow or Cho? Cho I'm not yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. And so yeah, she's going to run the Obi Wan series, and it's going to have you and McGregor. Like it's going to yeah. be awesome.
0: Yeah, I really hope. Here's hoping that that thing. I I've been a defender of the Mandalorian being episodic, but man, Obi Wan better not be like nine separate little adventures that Obi-Wan went on. That would be lame. Lesbian kiss. There is one.
2: Oh, right. It's in the yeah, background.
0: You should know. It's always going to be in the background until China stops being such a factor. As long as they're conservative, you're probably not going to see too much like foe and pin. Or foe and pin. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Pin <laughs> and Poe. There, there, there really wasn't much chance you were going to see anything more than a cursory nod. And I'm sure we already have think pieces by the progressives who are saying, Oh, it well, sucks. thanks for the the yeah. cursory nod. This is what you always do, Disney, just like Beauty and the Beast. Like, you think we're appeased by that? Yeah. So you've appeased no one and corrupted all the kids of the world just a little bit more. But it's in the background. and It is there. Yeah. It is there.
2: I think my kids probably missed it. I mean, it was in the background. There was another thing happening in the foreground.
0: You'd be forgiven for thinking it was just a couple of characters that were and excited would, to yeah, see each other or something. if you weren't Yeah.
2: Attention. And you wouldn't even necessarily know... You could be forgiven for just assuming that it was a guy and a girl. Actually,
0: yeah. and you could even be forgiven for thinking it was kind of like that famous sailor picture. Just the right. we're so happy that we won. We and that we're going to kiss everybody. Yep. Not like a my lover has returned from the, the war kind of situation. Yeah. Uh is there anything else? I, we're, we're, we'll, we we of course I think we owe it to the people, Jake, to go deep dive. To, to do, do to not deep dive the watch sucker. this movie again. You know, I think I'm going to have to because my wife hasn't seen it and I'm looking forward more to it than I did to... I I only saw Jedi, uh, Last Jedi once in the theaters and I couldn't stomach the idea of seeing it again. This one I think will be mildly pleasant to see again. Maybe I'll like find an excuse to go to the bathroom and play some games on my phone or something. But, you know, Kylo Ren fighting Rey and stuff like that's fun enough, I guess.
2: You know, uh, there are a couple of things left that I think are worth talking about. Let's talk about them. They just straight up ditched the Skywalker saga is the story of Anakin Skywalker.
0: They didn't even pay lip service to to it, which surprised me.
2: No, they just ditched it, just rewrote it. And you could say, well, you know, Lucas kind of rewrote it. Actually, it was the Luke Skywalker story. And then when he did the prequels, he retconned it all into being the Anakin Skywalker story. And so, what's the big deal and what's the difference? But they made a very deliberate choice at the end of the day for the Skywalker saga to really be about, well, you know, falls to each new generation to bring balance to the Force. And Rey's got to do it as Anakin did. And she gets to inherit the Skywalker name with the heavenly benediction of Luke and Leia standing there even though Leia is Organa slash Solo and why the Skywalker ranch farm mm-hmm. you know matters who knows
0: we wanted a last shot for our movie that felt last shotty uh, I mean why
2: and why didn't Ben Solo show up there as a force ghost since he force ghosted oh man ben? I thought
0: that they could have at least given us a why n- nice crowd Anakin, of people
2: why didn't Anakin's force ghost show up at all. Like.
0: I was disappointed. I was genuinely disappointed not to have a Hayden Christensen cameo. Yeah. As crazy as that would have sounded. We managed to get
2: a Harrison Ford cameo and he ain't even horse ghost. It was like, and then they just sort of like waved their hands and said, you're just my memory.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, that was lame. It was like, was like some kind
0: of children's Saturday morning uh, thing.
2: Uh, like what the heck?
0: I mean, I know Star Wars invented the cliche of the mentor talking in your head, but that was pretty silly. And by oh the way, Harrison God. Ford looks like he's going to be a force ghost before too long. He's he's getting up there. Oh man, not not quite the dash. I don't mean to be crass about that, but he's just he's just old. And and for that matter, so is Lando. I mean, yeah, it's not always all that inspiring to see your childhood heroes be in their eighties. I'm 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 sorry. I don't, I don't mean to be a youthist. I don't think I am a youthist or an ageist or whatever. But it's just not that much fun to see people who you know as dashing heroes be old and creaky and unable to do things.
2: I mean, if you follow the saga out, you have a Jedi, the Jedi, the time of the Jedi, the time of the Republic, the Jedi Council, Shmi Skywalker is a slave. And as a son born into slavery, she gives up her son at a young age so that he can have a better life as a Jedi. Anakin is taken away from his mother, is denied, is told he's not allowed to love. He rebels against it. He marries Padme. They have some babies. Padme dies. He's betrayed by absolutely everybody along the way. He loses his Padawan, his little sister. He They make so many missteps with Anakin. Anakin turns to the dark side. Anakin's son comes back, redeems him. They defeat the emperor. And then, but the emperor wasn't really dead. Yep. <laughs> All that sacrifice meant nothing, except it enabled them to pass the baton slash lightsaber on to Palpatine's granddaughter. And so the legacy is, well, families suck, but.
0: And and also, this is completely off topic, but who's getting into bed with Palpatine? I know, right? He's just a granddaughter. I mean, I guess that's better than Clone or some of the other choices that they had, but like. I'm sorry, I don't want that to just pass without explanation. I'm I'm interested. To, was this like a his wife back in the Republic well, days? Well, or? that's
2: another story that's left on the table.
0: There you go. <laughs> Palpatine. Who is Palpatine sleeping with?
2: And what's the story of Palpatine's kids?
0: Yeah, I mean, we see his son and, how many and he kids just looks like a dorky, there. normal guy. He's yeah. murdered. He, he's the, like the guy that traded Ray away or whatever. And, yeah, he
2: looks like young Uncle Owen.
0: Yeah. So I guess reading between the lines, Palpatine had... A normal, probably non-Force-sensitive, lame son. I don't know why Palpatine would even let this happen. Yep. Maybe they don't have birth control in Star Wars, but I feel like Palpatine could probably figure this out. And then this guy has a very Force-sensitive daughter. daughter. And pa- then Palpatine's interested in her. De-lame. But yes, your larger point to return to it, the return of the point. Um,
2: So what's the... I think we need to bury, to just acknowledge that this... Skywalker saga is about, is the Anakin Skywalker story. We need to bury it and we need to understand a way if there's a possible way of reframing it.
0: Not an interesting one. I mean, sure, there's plenty of ways to reframe it. The whole trilo- the whole saga? Well, so I think you have to do it trilogy by trilogy. And so the original trilogy, not the prequels, but the you know four, five, and six, I think those are...
2: Father and son
0: story. Those are father and son story. Or let's say... If, the if, Luke Skywalker. If there's a big kind of cosmic point it's that good will triumph over evil, basically, that the force will balance itself out, that evil will never get that far, but good will assert itself, and it will assert itself on a human level and on a galaxy level. And then prequel trilogy is almost the opposite of that. Don't be too- Cocky. Don't be too cocky about how good you have it, because evil's going to assert itself. It will balance
2: out. It will always, it will always rise. It will always come. And those are both compelling. Aware, if you're not awake, it'll take you by surprise. Don't be cocky, kid.
0: Yeah, and that happens on a personal level and on a a galaxy-wide level. Those are both true and compelling and interesting counterpoints for the trilogies to make. The last trilogy had to be what we always said it should have been about, which is how do you put the two together on a personal level and on a cosmic level? How do you use your passions? in a reasonable way it should yeah. have been about ray you do have the dark side and that's okay or you know ray and kylo you are two sides of the equation and how do you actually make it work that's a fascinating story and that's a big question that star wars could answer and, and it could be terrible or it could be great but it's where i bet george lucas would have gone yeah actually and he might have, may have done it terribly i don't know but i think seems to me the way he would think about something like that
2: we would have ended up with yin and yang
0: yeah and you know, yin and yang, it, it could it'd be off, awfully Eastern and stupid maybe, but it wouldn't be that evil needs to, you know, the best spin on it, it wouldn't just be that we need to allow for evil. It would Yeah, be,
2: or allow the evil in us to, the best spin would be to reframe dark and light altogether right, as sides of the force and really understand, you come up with a new way of framing the force, which is always sort of a lot of what's been danced around, like, you know, the Jedi They cultivate the light, but the light is this selfless, altruistic thing. And the dark side is engage all of your passions. Let the hate flow through you. Mm -hmm. If somebody came along and said, actually, that's a really dumb, dualistic way of thinking about the force. Maybe you can have healthy, balanced emotions and also have an objective standard of what's good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Maybe a Jedi can love his wife passionately and be g- good do it guy. in a controlled way that allows him to be a great guy. Yeah, That, that, that is the story that I, I, I bet. I, I mean, I, th- I just think if we had George Lucas on the phone right now, he'd say, yeah, guys, that was the story. I think well, it's I obviously mean, it, the story.
2: I think that's obviously the story that that's what the Clone Wars is like yelling at you. Precisely. And it's why Ahsoka leaves. And it's also in Rebels, our one awesome Jedi is a dude who's like got a girlfriend. He's just trying to be a good kind of sort of husband mm-hmm. slash father to this band of riffraff. And he he doesn't actually, he's not altruistic in that sense. He's like, he's one of my favorite Jedi because he's got a little bit of that. At least he starts out like, what if Han Solo was a Jedi, mm-hmm. right? But he's also just, he's just a good guy who happens to be powerful in the ways of the force. And he doesn't get too caught up in like this idea of no emotion and selflessness or whatever. He's just like, I've got some powers and I use them for good because, and I of course I love people and protect the people I love with them. Like mm-hmm. what, <laughs> and he dies sacrificially p- to protect his girl. Yeah,
0: well, there you go. That, I think that's because Felloni understands what the filmmakers that and the executives that did the trilogy should have understood, which is the three trilogies have to actually work as direct. And they and it, we, we're we actually looking at three stories, and they have to play off of each other. So if, if the prequel trilogy is Original Sin, I mean, not to get too gospel coalitioning, right. but if it is like, guess what? You think you've got it good. Actually, there is evil. And then the second one is, you think that evil's one. Guess what? There's good. Those are both simple stories. There's only one place to go, and that is, all right, good and evil are always going to be with us. Now, what do we do with it? How do we live in a mature way? Yep. That's the big question that George Lucas S.B.T. would have answered. And that's the question that these trilogies danced around, that this last trilogy danced around. And then it just decided to be. And the only person willing to actually. Engage the question. Was Johnson. Was Johnson. Because he's smart. Yep. He's also a jerk. He's just a jerk. But he knew that that was the question this movie would the reason this movie doesn't feel satisfying is because it like like any bad sequel doesn't actually answer ask and then answer a new question it just reiterates oh yeah when there's bad good will happen yeah
2: well what happens is it goes back to kylo ren's his whole shtick suddenly is not anymore let the sith die let the past die let the Jedi. Light, dark, all that. Let it all. No, that die. just goes in the trash. Now it he's... goes immediately in the trash, and it's I'm going to bring you to the dark side. Come join me on the dark side.
0: And then when he repents, he repents, and he's light side. Yeah. And that when Kylo
2: Ren is dead, and you know we're going to have Han Solo show up and say it definitively. And oh, look at this great moment. You know Ben's going to try to say I love you, and Han's going to say I know, and then Ben's going to be the one to throw his Sith lightsaber away, like yeah. you know Luke threw away the Jedi lights. You know the so
0: that's not the only way to tell this story in a truly satisfying and and interesting and mature way i think is to say kylo ren is always going to be with you how do you use him what do you do with him? you know and i was excited for half a moment i mean i knew they weren't going to do it but let's just imagine if uh ray's dead and then kylo has to go and be like hey guys (laughs) yeah i know right (laughs) i'm a good guy now I think that would have been fun, and I would have been excited to see the animated Dave Filoni adventures of <laughs> Kylo, of Ben Solo, redeeming himself and <laughs> learning to channel what, what's good and bad. You know, we already told a evil will out story, and we already told a good will out story. So this story had to be the either, I, I know I keep saying this, I guess what I'm trying to get at is when you tell the same story again, it turns it into a never ending cycle. Yeah, evil will out good will out then evil is going to out then good well we already know that happens in the star wars universe so the only way to move forward is to say yes we know evil will out and good will out what do we do with it yep that was the next question and jj J. abrams is a dummy or kathleen Kennedy is, because they or didn't ask it. johnson knew it was the question and was like hee hee guys listen you know, watch me play provocatively with the question so thumbs up or thumbs down or we just need to Digest. I, we've mostly said negative things about this movie, but I want to say it was perfectly pleasant to sit there and watch a Star Wars movie. Fun to
2: watch it. I, I would probably that first act was.
0: Yeah, it was a drag. Oh, man, it was Getting a through drag. all the Leia stuff. All the
2: Leia and, stuff. Yeah. The Leia stuff in the first act, total drag. And then Luke shows up and takes you right back out of the story by being terrible. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then so it's it's almost like you know their big moments were the biggest whiffs. Yeah. And. Except for all the exposition dumps in the first act. The stitching that held it all together through acts two and three, those were the highlights.
0: Yeah, they really were. Redeemed Ben Solo was fun for about three minutes. And, yeah. a, and I'd love to see a movie about him. Yep. but he
2: Now, okay, I don't want this to drag on for too long. I know it already has,
0: but... We've only spent 9,000 hours building up to this podcast, I so know. <laughs> we might as well get what we can out of it. Leave him wanting more, Nathan. That's your devil's ar- advocacy argument. Uh, I I agree with that. I don't <laughs> want more.
2: <laughs> well, that's that's my devil's advocacy argument for. Uh,
0: oh, three minutes of Ben for
2: three minutes of Ben Solo is. Had they given us a f- movie of full Ben Solo, what was he going to do?
0: Oh, sure, but give me fifteen minutes. I mean, let me have the appro. This is wish fulfillment kids movie stuff. Let me have my climax where I'm like, I'm Ben Solo. I'm tempted by the dark side, and I'd like to think that I could repent and then do awesome stuff. Yay. My dad could forgive me. Yeah. And and then I could kick the crap out of some bad guys. Just let me have it. Unless you like, maybe you want to be a fighter pilot, and so you can, you know, as a young boy, you can put yourself in Poe. I didn't care as much about Poe in this one. I didn't hate him. I didn't love him. Ben Solo, I just, my day brightened up. The movie, I, I perked up. I put my head up. I... Watched with more interest because it was like, oh, that's what it's like to have a character that you're invested in in and you're rooting for. (laughs) That's fun. I'd forgotten that that was a thing that happens in Star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't even notice it was missing because I didn't have it. And then I had it and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That probably honestly is
2: as much the biggest failure of this movie as anything. Like at a certain point, it's almost like George Lucas saying, don't say the word boring Mm -hmm. in my movie. I don't want that thought entering into anybody's mind. Yeah. At this point in the trilogy, let's not give five minutes of interesting character and remind people that we've gone three <laughs> movies without this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, cause all you have to do when you feel that in that moment, you step back and you think, oh yeah. I love Iron Man. Yeah. I love Captain America till they screwed him up.
0: Yeah. I like. I have a lot of affection for Thor and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, and, like there are um, all the uh, Sp- Tom Joe Holland, Hansen, Spider-Man,
2: yeah. Scar Jo, uh, yeah, all of them. Even the stupid Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I've got affection for all all of these characters.
0: Well, and Avengers is not going to whiff the big, like Endgame, so many problems. Ruins Cap, a bad movie in many ways. But y- you wanted Cap to swing that hammer, you got it. You wanted the heroes to come out of the portals and And then,
2: uh, we're gonna linger there, and we're gonna give it all to you. the fist bump moment and the music and the thing you're gonna not only are you' gonna see everybody that you love walk through the portal everybody's gonna get a moment in the battle where they're doing their one thing that they do and kicking some you know Thanos army butt
0: and 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 before that you'll get two hours of time travel sitcom that Nathan doesn't personally care that much about, and after that, you'll get the ruination of captain America but you still kind of like the movie because you got your solid half hour of the thing that you paid your ticket for. Yep. And that's what this movie...
2: And you got the emotional catharsis of the hero sacrificially dying. Oh, yeah. I mean, we could go through... One thing that would be fun to do on the rewatches is just go through and just pick up every little thing Ryan Johnson sucks thing they did.
0: Oh, there's 20 of them, but...
2: Rose lets Finn sacrifice himself on the surface of the Destroyer. Yes.
0: Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go sacrifice myself, Ro- Rose. Okay. <laughs> that's
2: the scene. should I stop you? No, I shouldn't. Because sometimes it's good to sacrifice yourself for the greater good. Yeah, okay, I mean, I'll just go be sad about it. They stopped just short of having her
0: say, <laughs> destroy something you hate. Because <laughs> that's a sensible thing to do sometimes. <laughs> it
2: really did feel like they stopped her short of saying, you know, I've realized that sometimes in order to protect the things you love, you have to destroy things you hate and that sacrifice can be a part of it.
0: You know, I bet if J.J. If, uh, Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy were listening to this podcast, they'd be like, oh... Crap! We, we should have done that. We could have had him say, "Sometimes, Rose." I mean, I can even picture the way they would have done it. In order to protect what you love, you have to destroy what you hate. And then he punches the button, and the thing blows up. And <laughs> yes, the, exactly. <laughs> Making it do like a really heroic—that's the way to do it. But let's let's remind people they did not stop just short of having Luke catch the lightsaber, which wasn't enough. He then said, I "That's know. no way to treat a lightsaber." I know. <laughs> that's no way to treat a Jedi's weapon. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. Oh, what a
2: poorly staged
0: moment. Yeah. You know, I was in the IMAX theater with the nerds in their star Wars pajamas and stuff like at 10 o'clock in the morning. This was the faithful that I was sitting with and you got the lamest, most scattered non applause and groans and and
2: like, I, okay, no, not a lot of laughs in the, at the comedy in the showing. I was in there were no applauses at all during the movie, but I very much noticed when Luke reached out and caught that lightsaber. Mm-hmm. I noticed any number of people Ooh. turning to look at
0: their partner, or the, their the person friend they came their, with.
2: Yeah. Like, and you know, you can't see anybody's faces, but I did the same thing, and it was just like this, like. I roll. Oh, we're like doing a, that. Oh my goodness! Are you serious?
0: It's just such an important lesson for creators. Yeah, you do have to sometimes respond. It's, it's good to sometimes acknowledge when you you've made a mistake, but you never want to do it in a way that invalidates all the people that invested in your mistake.
1: Yeah, you
0: want to be kind to them. Like, there's a lot of people that did like Last Jedi actually, and there's a lot of people that are just along for the ride and are trusting you to say, "Oh no, you were actually stupid to go for that ride." Sorry, that's just uh, that's not very classy. You sold billions of tickets to The Last Jedi. Now you now can... what
2: you do is you li- you find a way to tell a good story and you find ways savvy ways to lean into the mistakes or sew so them retcon them in a way that is so subtle that it feels like they were the setup for your punchline when they weren't. And,
0: yeah, there's just a classy way to do it.
2: So there's so, a way, there was a way. I don't know what the way was <laughs> exactly. I I we've proposed a lot of stuff. Oh sure, we could propose a lot of stuff. But there was a way to make people say, "See, I told you so." Mm-hmm. Just like Empire, people hated Empire for what it did, and it was a setup that they paid off. And you didn't see that coming, did you? They had a master plan all along, and what this movie does is say no in fact there is no was no master plan and we agree with you that that movie sucked
0: jake's an associate pastor right let's say let's say jake gives bad advice to a parishioner and then the head pastor comes along the head pastor can be like well actually parishioner jake was stupid and i'm not saying our head pastor would do this this is an analogy folks jake's stupid and you shouldn't listen to him that's one way to handle that And that just makes the parishioner think, okay, Mr. Head Pastor, like, why am I trusting any of you guys? You, after all, you're the one that... Put Jake in the position. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or the head pastor could come, you know, there's any number of ways the head pastor might handle it gently, kindly, with respect to Jake and respect to the parishioner, course correct. But just being like, oh yeah, sorry, we're stupid. That doesn't help anybody.
2: No, you don't want to be dishonest. Of course In a not. situation like that. But you also want to be like, you know, okay, I see why he said what he said. This is why I, I disagree with him. Right. Sometimes we have these disagreements. And you may want to go back to that guy and be like, you know, you really blew it because you forgot this one big thing.
0: Oh, I don't mind Kathleen Kennedy behind the scenes saying, "Ryan Johnson, you completely ruined Star Wars. Like she can call him into her office and say like, I'm sorry that I gave you the authority you did. You misused it.
2: And you're never working with us again.
0: She can do that. I feel no. But to publicly say, hey, we're ashamed of Ryan Johnson, that's pretty classless. Yep. And it doesn't create brand loyalty or. Trust from future directors who are going to
2: want to sign on to take risks with you. Mm-hmm. What has to happen now is Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. J. Abrams need to retire. Need yeah. to step away. And Iger needs to find his guy to take it forward as an executive
0: yeah I, I really think it's true
2: that's the only way for anybody to have any faith or trust in it moving forward and he needs to be able to tap one way or another the favro filoni team and if deborah chow or cho does well with obi-wan pull them in and make them the team mm-hmm. or at least the team in name enough that and if the, you know if you know, Feige's name has been thrown around and he's got all, all kinds of trust and goodwill. Oh, sure. So you pull some of those guys together and...
0: Feige, by the way, great example of, I'm sure he's not happy with everything that's happened on You'd never individual know Marvel mo- movies. You never
2: know what he's not happy with.
0: People, you know, reading between the lines, there was conflict on Age of Ultron, you know, Whedon and Feige, but you don't hear about it in the press and the other movies, although they have steered away from a lot of things that Whedon did in Ultron they just sort of do it yeah with a poker face they just do it they don't make a point of it yep it's just like okay scar and hulk aren't in love anymore we're not going to talk of, we're not going to be like it would be stupid for us to be in love <laughs>
2: i mean what idiot would have ever thought
0: no we're just gonna what? we're just gonna drop the subject because that's a classy way to handle something like that
2: yeah and if there's a way where we can fit in some tension over it that
0: Pays off what people pays invested off what in previously. We
2: did did. Sure. Then we're gonna try that. We'll write a scene in. We may have to cut it for time, cause that's not really the story we're trying to tell. But, but at
0: the end of the day, we wanna maintain continuity and respect as many people's ideas as possible.
2: Yeah, and you know, the Russo Brothers paid off a lot of yeah, Age of Ultron specifically stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, we got to be good done. Uh, How many lightsabers out of nine do you give this?
2: Out of nine? I am teetering on the edge of four or five.
0: You could just do four and a half and say it's the the middle of the road. Well, if we got to choose, I'm saying four. Because this movie movie is basically a thumbs down. Although, once again, I wouldn't discourage from anyone who wants to see it from seeing it. I've had a perfectly pleasant time in the theater.
2: Yeah, the two things, if you're going to take your
0: kids. Pretty dark and violent.
2: It's got some pretty dark, violent things. Like there's the lesbian kiss and then pretty dark, violent things. Like if you're the kind of person that wouldn't let your kids watch Raiders of the Lost Ark Mm -hmm. or would not let them watch that scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you don't want your kids to watch this movie.
0: Scene where the monkey poisons the dates. Is that what you're talking about?
2: That's what I was talking about. Definitely not the part where the people's faces melt off. And explode. And explode. Yeah. Because it's possible that somebody's face gets melted off. Mm-hmm. and uh it's pretty gory and it's except instead of wax figures from 40 years
0: ago modern state-of-the-art special effects folks
2: yep and people die and stare glassy-eyed into the camera yeah there's a and, decent amount of
0: that a lot of lingering on corpses a lot of just yeah just it's so much the, more violent than the old start we're gonna into, shoot a dart it, into a forehead a stormtrooper's forehead instead of just shooting him
2: Right, just a little bit more of that edge to it. And Palpatine himself is a creepy almost corpse. Yeah, he's pretty creepy. For most of the movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I really wish they would have rejuvenated him earlier because I I just wasn't interested in the corpse of Palpatine that much, but whatever. All right, so four lightsabers out of nine. Okay, folks, we'll be back in the new year with lots more. We have to choose our next franchise because I assume we're going to go through one, but we're not going to do that right this second so we'll figure it out yep until next time folks be with me